every minute of every day, you and I are getting older. Have you ever wondered what causes your body to age? Well, there's been a lot of research into that, and there are some very simple things that you can do to slow down that process. Interesting? I'm Bernie Diamond, and thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Now, we're in the middle of a rather a different series of messages on Christianity Works at the moment. As you know, my passion is teaching God's Word, opening up the Bible to discover what God has to say. But in this series, Healthy Living to a Ripe Old Age, we're taking a good, hard look at our bodies rather than our spirit or soul. We'll be back to the usual teaching programs in just a couple of weeks, But in the meantime, your body and mind, our health, what we eat, whether we exercise, those things are really, really important as well. You and I have been given such an amazing body, and it's the only body that we'll ever get. It's been wonderfully, exquisitely, uniquely handcrafted, and yet so many of us are abusing it into an early grave, all because of what we're putting into our mouths. You are what you eat, literally. Way too many people are contracting diseases that just a century ago were as rare as hen's teeth. As we saw last time on the program, cardiovascular disease was almost unknown in the early 20th century. Today, the World Health Organization estimates that through heart attack and stroke kills 16.7 million people every year. That's one-third of all deaths worldwide. And please don't think that this is just coming from wealthy countries. Two-thirds of those deaths are coming from low- and middle-income nations. There's probably not a one of us who doesn't know someone who's had a heart attack or a stroke. Well, if we'd been having this discussion way back in 1901, almost none of us would know anyone who'd had a heart attack or a stroke. And yet by 2020, the World Health Organization estimates that there'll be around 25 million cardiovascular disease deaths worldwide. It's on the increase. Same with cancer, same with diabetes, same with obesity. People, we are eating ourselves into an early grave. And the more research that comes out, the more it all points to the so-called Western diet. I believe, in fact, I know that God gave you and me the most amazing bodies. And the reason we're dedicating a few weeks to talking about this stuff on the program is because I want to help you avoid becoming a victim of the Western diet. The thing that sets the Western diet apart, as we've seen, if you've been able to join me, is not its fat content. There are plenty of instances of traditional diets high in animal fats, where the people who eat those diets have a zero rate of cardiovascular disease, diabetes and obesity. The thing that sets the Western diet apart is its high content of processed and refined carbohydrates. Sugar. There's sugar in just about every processed food you can buy in the supermarket. White flour, white rice as well, sweet drinks, sweet sauces, sweet cereals, sweet just about everything. Last time, I shared with you my top secrets for losing 25 kilograms. That's uh, 55 pounds. That's a lot of weight, and I did it simply by removing refined carbohydrates from my diet. I just want to talk about that a bit more today, because people are shocked. See, some people think I'm crazy. Others put it down to, well, it's just another fad diet. I told someone about it recently, and they said, but aren't you hungry? We are so conditioned to believing that refined carbohydrates are a normal part of a healthy diet, 
but they're simply not. If you turn the clock back just a century, back to the days when cardiovascular disease, diabetes, cancer, Alzheimer's disease, obesity and a string of other diseases, which are pandemics on the increase today, back then they were almost completely unknown. Turn the clock back to then and the one thing that stands out like a sore thumb is that refined carbohydrates were a complete rarity in people's diets. See, people want to know, well, Bernie, if you don't eat bread and cereal and tomato sauce and and cakes and biscuits and chips and all that stuff, what in goodness name do you eat? That's the question I'd like to answer for you right now. As I sit here with my blood pressure at normal, my blood sugar at normal, my triglycerides and bad cholesterol very low, and my good cholesterol nice and high. I, I wish I could have invited you to dinner last night. It was awesome. My wife, Jackie, cooked a roast vegetable salad while I grilled some tandoori chicken on the barbecue. The salad was stunning. She cut up zucchinis and peppers or capsicums, mushrooms, baby tomatoes, onions, beans, avocado. I actually can't remember all the veggies that were in there. Drizzled them with some healthy olive oil and roasted them for about half an hour in the oven. Preparation time was just 10 minutes. Then she tossed the roasted veggies in a bit of vinegar, added a little salt and pepper, and served them up warm with the tandoori chicken I'd been cooking. What was missing was sauce with sugar in it. What was missing was roast potatoes or white rice or white pasta that would spike your blood sugar level and produce nasty triglycerides in your blood. But do you know, those veggies contained all the carbohydrates that my body needed. I had a stack of them too, because they were just fantastic. The meal contained mostly carbs, some protein, some fat, the way meal is meant to, only the carbohydrates were tucked away inside a whole bunch of natural fibre, which made them slow to digest, meaning I wouldn't get hungry for a long time and my blood sugar wouldn't spike. See, that's how people ate back at the beginning of the 20th century. In fact, that's how they've been eating for millennia, plenty of unrefined carbs, unrefined grains, which are slow to digest with plenty of fat animal fat included, and plenty of protein. If we had the courage to turn the clock back 150 years on our diet to a time when obesity, diabetes, and cardiovascular disease were virtually non-existent, what we doubtless discover is that many of the diseases that are products of the 20th and 21st century Western diet would simply go away. And the exciting thing is the food's fantastic. My biggest insight? Vegetables rock. And animal fat, rather than increasing my cholesterol levels, actually keeps your blood sugar under control, keeps your appetite under control, and doesn't make you fat. The research is done, the studies are in, and I am walking proof of that. There is so much fantastic natural food out there, and if we were prepared to go for it, what we would discover is a whole new food sensation, a healthier body, a body that ages much more slowly, a body that's mentally and physically sharper, and far less prone to the 20th century diseases that are claiming lives so needlessly. Are you serious about looking after that one body that God made for you, that sensational, complex, amazing body that God's given you? Are you serious about looking after it, really? So what are you going to do about it? Because, let me tell you, you are what you eat. Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. Way too many people in this world are carrying way too much weight, and that's led to a global pandemic of metabolic syndrome, diabetes, heart attack, and stroke. But it needn't be that way. Armed with a few simple facts, 
it turns out to be much easier than you might think to lose the weight you need to lose and keep it off permanently. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off to help you live a healthy life to a ripe old age. To request your free copy, visit ChristianityWorks.com and you'll see that offer right there toward the top of the homepage. Click on it, pop in your name and email, and that e-booklet will be winging its way to your inbox in just seconds. Again, that web address is ChristianityWorks.com. Now that I'm in my mid-50s, I have to tell you, I've been doing a lot of reading and research about this process of ageing. What I've observed is that you can take two people of the same age and one looks much younger than the other. For instance, a smoker will often look much older than a non-smoker of the same age. A person who's significantly overweight will often behave much older as their leg and hip joints struggle with the weight than a person who's not overweight. I see people who are my age using walking sticks or hobbling or finding it hard to get up out of a chair. Is that a random process? Or is it something to do with the lifestyle that we lead? Does the process of ageing strike according only to the programming in our DNA? Or are there environmental factors that influence ageing? In other words, is there something that you and I can do in how we live to slow down the ageing process? That's not a new thought. There's a lot of research going on in this area as our population ages. There are a few different theories of ageing. The most widely accepted one in the medical community today is the free radical theory of ageing. You've probably heard of free radicals, but much like me, before I became interested in the process of ageing, you haven't paid too much attention to them. In a nutshell, the free radical theory of ageing goes like this. Many of the normal activities of our lives produce free radicals in our body. These are unstable molecules in search of a spare electron. We won't go too much into the molecular science here, or we'll be at it all day. Heavy exercise produces free radicals. Pollution produces free radicals. And these free radicals are unstable and highly reactive, looking to soak up a free electron from anywhere that they can get it. Now, every cell in your body needs oxygen to survive, to create energy. Without it, you die. In your cells, energy is produced by tiny structures called mitochondria. It's a complex process, but think of the mitochondria as the little power plant inside each cell. The process involves free radicals. Most of them are contained, but some of them escape, just a little bit like the muck that comes out of the exhaust of a car. As soon as the free radical escapes, it's out there looking for a spare electron, floating around your body looking for an electron. And when it finds one to grab, the molecule that donated the electron now becomes an unstable free radical. And those free radicals do all sorts of horrible things in your body if they go unchecked. They create like a chain reaction of molecular instability. A researcher in the field of ageing, Dr. Harmon, puts it this way. It is likely that the lifespan of an individual is primarily determined by the rate of mitochondria damage inflicted at an increasing rate with age by free radicals arising in the mitochondria in the course of normal respiration. Eventually, as your mitochondria becomes less efficient from the accumulated free radicals, a vicious cycle begins. You produce more and more superoxide radicals and have less and less defense against them. Finally, your body's various defense mechanisms are overwhelmed. That is what they believe is the process of ageing. See, this is exacerbated by very heavy exercise, by smoking, by pollutants, and they tell us 
by a diet rich in refined carbohydrates. That could explain, for instance, why smokers often appear to be much older than their non-smoking peers. But here is the good news. This whole destructive process of free radicals is counteracted by things called antioxidants. Think of the effect of a free radical as the process of oxidising or rusting your body. Antioxidants are substances that have free electrons to give away to stabilise free radicals to bring your whole system back into balance. Where do you get antioxidants? Well, from foods rich in antioxidants, namely fruit and vegetables. In fact, as a general rule, the brighter the colour of the fruit or the vegetable, mostly the richer they are in antioxidants. Broccoli, spinach, red berries, red and green and yellow capsicums or peppers, the brighter the better. Although, garlic is gram for gram, one of the richest sources of antioxidants you can ever find. An antioxidant is simply a substance that quenches a free radical by donating an electron, thereby ending the free radical chain of events that destroys mitochondria and causes the body to age and eventually to die. So there's a very, very, very good reason that your parents kept telling you to eat your vegetables and your fruit, because they're healthy for us. And this is how they contribute to your health, by quenching the free radicals, as well, of course, as providing vital nutrients that pump into your body and make you healthy. Now, contrast that with a diet that's high in refined carbohydrates. It creates an oversupply of insulin, hyperinsulinism, it's called, to deal with all the sugars that you're pumping into your body. And as one researcher put it, hyperinsulinism puts you in the aging express lane. Agree with him or not, Dr. Robert Atkins puts the whole thing in perspective as he writes this about the historical context of our diets and refined carbohydrates. He says, No human civilization ever has consumed a preponderance of carbohydrates in the form of refined products with most of their original vitonutrient content discarded until the 20th century westernized diet became prevalent. Eat your fruit and veggies, which, by the way, are stunning and ditch the refined carbohydrates. And in one fell swoop, you're introducing the antioxidants you need to slow the aging process, and you're removing the greatest single cause of putting people into the aging fast lane. That's it in a nutshell. See, God has a mighty plan for your life, but that plan can't and won't be fulfilled if you're prematurely destroying the precious body that he's given to you. Listen again to the Apostle Paul and what he says about this body that you've been given. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. And what we've been talking about, actually, is exactly what our parents told us around the table. Eat your vegetables. Don't drink the soft, fizzy drinks. Don't eat all the sugary stuff. Eat your meat and your vegetables. It's not rocket science, is it? I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free, delivered right to your inbox each and every day, where you can choose to read, listen, or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. God's Word, fresh for you each day. 
To receive your free devotional, just jump on the website freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh eDevotional sign-up waiting right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of the e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to that website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. And again, that web address, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. So go ahead, head across to the website, sign up to receive Fresh, and we pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. Now, if you've been able to join me through this series, you'll know that in this whole healthy living discussion that we've been having, we've had a bit of a chat about exercise already. But if you heard that message, please don't tune out, because we're going to circle back and pick up something really important that could change your life. I know that there are some people listening today who don't have easy access to motorised transport, and yet way too many of us are living a sedentary existence, sitting in front of computer screens all day, rarely walking anywhere, let alone working up a sweat. See, that's what my life looks like. I spend most of my work day in front of a computer screen or behind a microphone. So, for much of my adult life, I did almost no exercise whatsoever. And the less exercise you do, let me tell you, the less exercise you want to do. Deep down, I knew my sedentary lifestyle wasn't exactly making me healthy. When you added to that a diet high in refined carbohydrates and sugars and the like, I was heading for diabetes and cardiovascular disease. Hey, I was an absolute Monty for a heart attack or a stroke. My dad died of complications related to type 2 diabetes, and it seemed that I was intent on walking in his footsteps. Do you know that the biggest single statistical indicator of an impending heart attack is not your blood triglyceride or cholesterol levels? It's a lack of exercise. Inactive men, for instance, have nearly four times the risk of developing diabetes compared with someone who's just moderately physically active. Active lifestyle, by the way, is also linked with significantly reduced cancer risks. And exercise is the key factor, the key factor, in preventing disability as you age. People who exercise regularly have a substantially lower risk of becoming disabled later on in life. In fact, the research clearly demonstrates that, contrary to popular belief, disability is not an inevitable part of ageing. It can so easily be defied through moderate physical activity, starting right now. It's also a key factor in your longevity of life. Are you getting the picture here? Am I making you feel uncomfortable by being this direct about all of this? Good. That's what's meant to be happening. If you're one of those people who is where I used to be. I wanted to sink in that you are cruising towards a certain early demise, if not immediate death, then an unhealthy, uncomfortable life for a good many years. Now, so far in this series, I've talked a lot about the dietary choices we can make and the impact of those choices on our health, on our well-being and on our lifespan. Now, I want to tell you some things that are going to get you motivated to start introducing deliberate exercise into your routine. Three simple things to get you moving off your backside. Here's the first one. Some exercise is better than no exercise. Let me say it again. Some exercise is better than no exercise. And you'd be surprised at how low a level of exercise starts to reduce your risks around cardiovascular disease and diabetes. 
Are you ready? A brisk walk for a half an hour at least three times a week will significantly improve your health outcomes. Every day or most days is better, but just three half-hour walks at whatever constitutes a brisk pace for you is all that it takes. When I first started walking, a brisk pace was much slower than what I walk today. That doesn't matter. Wherever you are, you can start walking and exercising now. Now, I know what you're going to say. I absolutely know what you're going to say. You don't have time, right? You have a long commute. You have kids to worry about. You work long hours. I know all of the excuses because I have used them all. Remember to tell those excuses to your cardiologist when you're lying on a stretcher in the emergency ward trying to make it through your heart attack, would you? At some point, we all need to come to grips with how utterly ridiculous the I-don't-have-time excuse really is. If we don't have time for exercise, then I'll tell you, we'd better get our affairs in order because we're going to have to make time to be sick or to be dead. Here's the second simple thing that is going to get you moving. Learn to exercise your options. Hey, we don't all like the same thing. I absolutely love walking. But my friend James hates walking. He finds it really, really boring. And and it may be that walking isn't your thing either. Walking is the simplest thing. It's easy to do. It's cheap. In fact, it's free. Okay, but you may not like walking. Then choose something that you do enjoy doing. Some people love to get on a treadmill and watch television or listen to music or listen to a podcast. A man I used to work with for many years, his name's Ron, he's now retired, well in his mid-70s. He used to love going for a swim in the mornings before he started work. And now, mid-70s, he owns a sheep farm and he is as fit as a fiddle. There are so many options And can I tell you, most of them are free. We do not have to spend a whole bunch of money in gymnasiums and on personal trainers and buying the right gear and buying expensive push bikes. I mean, sure, go and do all that if you have the money and that's what you want to do. But please don't think that exercise has to cost you money. And please stop using the excuse that you just don't have time. There is never a time, by the way, when I'm telling you to become a marathon runner. I am not talking about running 10, 15, 20 kilometres a day or, or, you know, seven or eight miles a day. That's not what we're talking about. In fact, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that very heavy exercise creates a lot of free radicals in your system, it reduces your immune response, and as you age, it can severely impact on your bones and your joints. I'm not talking about that sort of exercise. I'm talking about moderate exercise at a brisk pace, three, four, five, six times a week for half an hour. That's all we're talking about. Here's the third bit of great news. When you exercise moderately, you're going to change your dietary choices almost automatically as a response to your exercise. Here's why. There's a simple psychology that when you invest the time and the energy in a bit of exercise, you're not going to want to undo it all by shoving a packet of crisps or or a bar of chocolate down your gullet. And really, I found that the positive reinforcement of moderate exercise really helped me change my dietary behaviour, which contributed significantly to my weight loss. It doesn't matter what age you're at. It doesn't matter what fitness level you're at. It doesn't matter where you're at in life or how busy you are in life. It is never too late to start with some moderate exercise, whatever moderate means for you at your age and at your level of fitness. And the wonderful thing about the amazing body that your God has handcrafted for you 
is that it'll guide you as to what the right level of exercise is. Please don't try and and do crazy things at the beginning. Start off with something that works for you, something that's absolutely right for you to do, just at the right level. Don't strain yourself too much. And little by little, as your fitness levels improve and your, your dietary levels change, you end up feeling so much better, so much sharper. I mean, yesterday afternoon, I went down to the local gym because it was bucketing rain outside, and I'm a member of the local gym, which I have to tell you, in itself is a huge miracle. And I ran and walked about six kilometers in 45 minutes. I worked up a sweat. I pumped some iron. I came out feeling fantastic. I got home. I was feeling a bit hungry. So I found some leftover vegetable salad in the fridge and I wolfed that down and I felt fantastic. Can I tell you, this is such a long way from the days when I was grossly overweight. When I used to sit down the lounge there and, and shove two or three packets of crisps down my face and, and drink the soft drink and wonder why I didn't have the energy to exercise. I've travelled a long way over the last three, four, five years. But it all started with that first step when I was carrying a whole bunch of extra weight. Remember, exercise doesn't have to be marathon running. Some exercise is better than no exercise. So get up. Get going, get moving, because your life depends on it. Well, that's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. See, our passion here at Christianity Works is to see your life powerfully transformed as you draw ever closer in a rich, dynamic relationship with Jesus. So let me encourage you to check out the treasure trove of practical, relevant, life-changing Bible teaching available at ChristianityWorks.com. It's full of free resources to help you draw closer to God so that you can become all that he made you to be. So dive into the Media Lounge to watch our weekly Christianity Works television broadcast or the daily fresh devotional videos. Everything's been conveniently categorized so that you can filter the content to quickly lay hold of just the teaching that you need for whatever you happen to be going through today. With all my heart, I know that Jesus wants to have a powerful impact on your life to bring you his joy, his peace, and his power. So go on, head across to our website, ChristianityWorks.com. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.